0: Yeah. Facility of the Community Baptist Church I've got to ask you a question though Are you experiencing a a bit of a new normal in your life? We sure are here at Community Baptist Church As a matter of fact, by this time on a Sunday morning There'd be a people gathered here in this space And we're not here The church is a gathered people But we're scattered today You see, the word church in the Bible means a a assembled together group of people. It it emphasizes the people, not the building where they meet. And so the church isn't here today. You know, in the biblical account, in the days following the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Bible makes uh, a specific note of the times and the places where the family of Jesus Christ, spiritual family, gathered together. And prayed together and spent time together. And it was that gathering together in that original time that was so important to the people. The Bible goes as far as to tell us to consider one another, to provoke one another to love and to good works, and, and to encourage us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. But as you can see in our, our building today, the people aren't here. This is odd. By this time on a Sunday morning, there would be some children uh, running around giggling and having a great time. There would be some teens laughing and uh, hanging out together. There would be clusters of adults in various places. Uh, We would be having a a, a great time as a people gathered together. The Apostle John was well familiar with those gatherings of people. It was in Asia Minor where he was pastor. That would be in the modern-day country of Turkey. But something changed in, in the life of the Apostle John. And all of a sudden, he found himself on the island of Patmos all alone. He was exiled for preaching the truths of the Word of God. But, you know, God brought something really good out of the new normal in the life of the Apostle John. You see, it was there and then that God used John to pen the words ...of the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ. It's the last book in our Bible, and it tells us how God wraps up life on earth and introduces us to heaven. It's a thrilling book, and for 2,000 years, Christian people have read and enjoyed the book of the Revelation. But mind you, it was, it was something good that God brought out of something painful... It was something good that God brought out of a new normal in John's life. That begs the question for all of us, how do you get something good out of something that seems so bad? Well, it all begins with your attitude. It begins with how you think. It begins with how you feel and how you look at what God is allowing to happen in your world. It's all about seeing that in my struggle, God Wants to accomplish something good. It was way back in 1865 when Lina Sandrell had a broken heart. She was in a little boat on a lake in Sweden with her father, who was also her pastor. And on that fateful day, she watched her father fall out into the waters of that lake in Sweden and drown. And it was out of that broken heart... ...that Lina wrote the words of a song that has become a very meaningful song in the Christian family. It's entitled Day by Day. I want you to listen carefully to the words as one of our members, Ashley Vickers, sings this beautiful hymn. And she'll be accompanied by a pianist, Angela Probus. Listen carefully to the words. When trouble has become the new normal in your life, for whatever reason, uh, that has, uh, has happened. The, the difference between being able to fly through that problem or, or crash and burn is the presence of God in your life. Your walk with God, how real he is to you. I, I learned that continually by reading God's word and learning from God's Word more about who He is and how I relate to Him. One of the places that God has taught me so much about victorious living through trials would be found in Psalm 42 and 43. I want to spend a couple moments with you looking at Psalm 42, but really the two Psalms... Uh, fit well together and they're short psalms and and they're almost like they were one psalm that uh, kind of got divided in two sometime in history so uh, i'm going back to psalm 42 and if you have your bible with you there at home why don't you pull your bible out and let's and let's look at what god has to say uh, in psalm 42 it's really the account of a individual who was going through difficulty and found that he was living in a new normal that wasn't something he asked for or wanted to happen. And yet, there he is living in the new normal in his life. And so, in Psalm 42, I learned so much about what it means to to have a close relationship with God that's meaningful. I'm looking in Psalm 42, and I want to start by drawing attention to a couple of verses Verse number 5, the psalmist said, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? The psalmist is talking to himself. He's asking himself why he so cast down and disquieted. He repeated the very same thing in the last verse of the same psalm. He asked, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? And the 43rd Psalm ends the very same way. The, the psalmist is asking himself two powerful questions. He asks, why art thou cast down? It's interesting, when I read that question, why art thou cast down, I, I think of, of just just collapsing on the floor. Cast down. I, I think of... of, of bowing down, almost in a fetal position. I I have been defeated by something. This new normal in my life has has really impacted me deeply to the core of my being. And I'm I'm in a fetal position, crawled up, struggling. Why art thou cast down, O oh my soul? And the follow up question that occurs in these verses is why art thou disquieted in me? And the idea of being disquieted is the idea of a groan or a moan. Some have likened it to the deep moan or growl of a wounded animal that is in pain and suffering. And there's a deep growl coming from within it, maybe as it is getting ready to die. And the psalmist felt that whatever was going on around him, he was left in a state of such depression that he was in a fetal position. He was groaning from within himself because of the situations of life that have left him in this state. And and, and he asks, why am I like this? You know, life can leave us that way. Uh, life can leave us depressed and defeated in a fetal position groaning, asking why. And that's where this psalmist is as he records this communication with God. I want you to look at some things from this uh, psalm with me that I I think will be an encouragement and a a blessing to you at this uh, new normal that we have in our world today. I'm going to ask some questions, very simple questions. I want to ask, first of all, The question, why? That's what the psalmist asked. He wanted to know why he was in the state that he was in. Why art thou disquieted within me? Why art thou cast down? He wants to know why. Do you ever ask the question, why? When you enter into a new normal of life, and everything changed, and, and you're struggling... Do you ever ask yourself the question why? Why does it have to be this way? Well, that's a that's a viable question. It's a question that authors in the Bible asked. People that were meeting with God asked. And fortunately, here in Psalm 42 we find some answers to the question why. We know why as far as what we're going through as a people in America right now. We're afraid of COVID-19. We can't see it. We don't understand it. We don't know if we're going to get it. We don't know if we're going to pass it to our loved ones. We don't know what the impact is going to be in our life. We don't know if we're going to be put in lockdown. If we're going to be finding ourselves in a situation where we have lost all of our liberties and freedoms. Uh, There's just so many questions that we don't know. And because of all of that, we, we struggle. With the situation and ask ourselves, why did this have to come upon me? And there's some answers why. I want you to, I want you to see, I want to read to you a couple of the verses from this psalm. In verse number nine, the psalmist had enemies. The reason why for the psalmist was he had enemies attacking him. He said, Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? And we can think of the COVID 19 germ as an enemy that has invaded our space. And is potentially attacking our bodies. And the psalmist had a very specific enemy that he was concerned about. And and he was addressing. He said in verse number 10. As with a sword in my bones mine enemies reproach me. And so he had a real enemy or set of enemies that was approaching him. We we see the same thing in verse number 3. Those enemies are saying to him where is thy God? Where is God in all of this? If there is such a powerful, loving God, why is he allowing all of this? Why is this happening to us? Why am I depressed? Why am I groaning with no reasonable answer in my life? I'm worried about my future. I can't even plan next week. I don't even know if I will be or how long I will be quarantined. Why? Am I in the situation that I'm in? You know, that's a fair question, and that's that's a question we, we, we need to ask. We need to think about and reason, through God's Word, as to why I am in that situation. Here's a second question I want to ask. The question is, how? How? How do I really feel about this situation that I'm in? How, how do I address this in my own heart? How do I react and respond to the news, the 24-7 relentless news broadcasts that I can't escape? Well, how do I feel when I go through a new normal in my life this way? Well, I find it interesting to look at the psalmist and to see in this psalm how he reacted. Uh, to the situation, and I want you to see some ways he reacted. In verse in verse number uh, 6 and 7, we see that the psalmist was overwhelmed by the new normal in his life. He said, Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, will I remember thee? He said in verse seven, deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouse. He's, he's describing a, a, a time uh, in, under a waterfall where the, the water is cascading down, the roar of the water. And he saw in the roar of the water, the roar of his own soul. He is overwhelmed by the relentless new normal that he's dealing with in his heart and his life. How does he feel? He feels overwhelmed. I want you to notice something else about how he feels. He feels totally abandoned. He said in verse number nine, I will say unto God, my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? God, do you know my address? Do you know where I am? Why have you forgotten all about me? And I read in in verses one and two, the psalmist is is Reaching out to God, he says, as the heart, which was kind of like a a deer or a gazelle, uh, uh, an antelope. He said, "As as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. He's hungry for God. He needs God. The depth of the overwhelming anxiety of his enemies caused by his enemies has brought him to a place of abandonment as he reaches out to God feeling abandoned by God he wants God to hear him verse number two he says my soul thirsteth after God God I'm so thirsty for you I I I want you in my life and and I feel abandoned by you I say why hast thou forgotten me he says, when shall I come and appear before God? When will our relationship be restored? When will I be able to communicate with God in a meaningful way? I feel overwhelmed by the enemies that are attacking me. And I feel abandoned by my God, so much so that I want to escape. And, and maybe that's part of what he said at the end of verse number 3, when he's uh, verse number uh, 2. Uh, When he said, when shall I come and appear before God? When am I just going to get out of this, be released from all of this? When will I finally be able to be brought into the presence of God and escape the turmoil of the problems in my life? You see, the psalmist is asking why. And and, and he's addressing how he feels in the midst of this. You know, that's such a practical truth. In all of our lives, God has big shoulders. You can pour out your heart and tell Him exactly how you feel. Uh, You can, you can go to God and you can tell Him what you're going through. And you can tell Him how it's impacting you in your heart. And, And that really leads us to the last question. The last question I want you to consider from this Psalm is the, is the question, the question, what, what do I do now? What do I do in this situation? What do I do in this time of, of depression and anxiety when I'm afraid of what's going on around me? What do I do? Well, we can go through this psalm and we can learn some things that the psalmist did. And these are good for you and they're good for me. One of the things the psalmist did as I read and meditate on this psalm is that he was honest and transparent before God. He didn't hide anything from God. He just laid it all out. He said in verse number four, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. I just pour out my feelings. You know, you can always go to God with how you feel. You can just become honest and transparent with God and pour out your heart. And God is anxious to hear us pour out our heart to him. And and when we do that, we express our emotions. He had said in verse number three, my tears have been my meat night and day. He said, I cry all the time. Through the day, I find myself crying over what is happening around me. When I go to bed at night, I find myself crying over what is going going uh, on around me. The, The psalmist is willing to express his emotions to God. And so we see him transparent and honest, pouring out his emotions to God. But then there's something that's kind of hard to do right now, maybe even impossible to do right now. But I find it to be very interesting. What do you do when you're overwhelmed and depressed? You go to church. You say, really? Yeah. He said in verse number four, he said, I, I remember these things. I poured out my soul for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God. He went to church. He gathered together with Christian people. That's that's kind of off the table right now, isn't it? You can't gather together with Christian people in public, in person. But I want you to know when, when that opportunity arises again, that's one of the things you do when you're depressed and when you're struggling with a new normal that you didn't ask for. You go to church with people. With the voice of joy and praise. He's describing the people in church. He said, when I went to church, I found the church was filled with people who were filled with a voice of joy and praise. He said, with a multitude that kept holy day. One of the things you can do when you become transparent with God and Pour out your emotions to God. You can gather with Christian people. You know when you gather with Christian people. You've got all different. um, Experiences. Some of them are filled with joy. While you may be filled with. Despair. But that's the beauty of. Gathering together with those who keep holy day. In the words of the psalmist. You You can be with people. Who can encourage and help you. In the difficulty you find yourselves in. And of course. You need to commune with God, but that's kind of we've we've kind of talked about that a little bit. We express our emotions and draw near and talk to God. Here, let me give you one last one. Your hope, your hope. Hope is a is a powerful, positive word in the Christian language and in the Christian vernacular. The word hope is a word of expectation. It's a word of certainty and confidence because we're hoping in a reliable God. You see, in this psalm, verse number 5, where he said, Why art thou cast down? Why art thou disquieted? He said, Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him. For the help of his countenance. He said it again in verse number 11. He said, For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance. Hope thou in God. He said it again in the next psalm. At the end of the next psalm. He said, Why art thou cast down, disquieted? Hope thou in God. You know, it is so important to maintain a positive attitude. When we have a new normal in life that has left us discouraged and depressed, our hope has to be in God. We have to draw close to him like the psalmist is doing here. We have to have such a relationship with God that we can draw close to him and hope in him. And he becomes the source of our strength. He becomes the confidence of our future. He's the positive That negates the power of the negative. Hope thou in God. And I shall yet praise him. Could I show you one last thing. Here in this psalm. He said hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him. For the help of his countenance. But then at the last verse. He says hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him. Who is the health of my countenance. Did you see that? When you get close enough to God to gaze at his countenance, you see the brilliance of his countenance. You see him the way Isaiah saw him in Isaiah 6. You see him the way John the Apostle saw him in Revelation 1 and in Revelation 19. When you get close enough to God and draw close to him When you're depressed and gaze into the face of his countenance, the reflection of his countenance changes the look on your face and he becomes the health of your countenance as a smile begins to break across your face, as your eyes begin to open wider, as your complexion becomes more joyful, as you see in your face the joy, the hope, the help that only God can give. And God gives it to people who draw close to him and gaze into the face of his countenance. This psalm is all about the fact that we need God. And with what's happening in our country today, we certainly do need God. And, And I hope that in this time in your life, that you'll find yourself drawing closer and closer to God, finding more confidence in Him than you've ever had before. And I want you to know that that Community Baptist Church is here to try to help you. Uh, you can go to our website, and through that you can contact me, and and I'll do anything I can to be a help and an encouragement to you in this time of difficulty. You can send me your questions, and, uh, and I'll try to answer them for you, maybe even on a future uh, program on an upcoming Sunday until we're back to public services. What would, you, would you consider reaching out, letting somebody help you get closer to God? I trust you'll have a blessed Thank you for joining us for this program here at Community Baptist Church. We're delighted that you joined us for this Sunday morning. But I want to encourage you to continue this service in your own home. Maybe you're there by yourself or maybe you have a, a spouse and, and children there with you. Would you consider spending some time today and, and particularly daily for the next week thinking through the things we've talked about today? Psalm 42 and 43 has some important truths and information for us all. We've provided you with some material to help you as you have your family devotions or your personal devotions. That material is accessed through some links that you'll find in the description section below or on our webpage. Uh, At those locations, you'll find links to the words of the hymn, Day by Day, that Ashley sang to us a few moments ago. I would encourage you to, uh, to read through those words and, and enjoy meditating on the tremendous truths that we learn from that hymn. You'll also find uh, some links to a sermon that I preached back in 2016 on these very two Psalms, Psalm 42 and 43. It is a It is a sermon that deals with these psalms with some information different than what we just talked about today. And the sermon was entitled, Surviving the Grind of Life. As well as the audio and video of that sermon, you'll also find the full printed notes, a bit of a study guide, that you can use as you read Psalm 42 and 43 with your family and discuss the truths and principles that that are contained in those psalms. We're glad you were here with us today, but we want to invite you back. At 6 o'clock this evening, we're going to be having a follow-up discussion about some of these things we've talked about this morning. You'll be able to learn how others are handling their lives in this post-COVID-19 world that we find ourselves in. One last thing you can help us with. We like to be able to reach new people with the truths of God's Word. You can help us do that by subscribing to our YouTube channel and by liking our Facebook page. That will help us reach your friends, family, neighbors, other people uh, through some of these media. Thank you again for being with us today. And we hope to see you at 6 o'clock this evening. Let's pray together before we in the broadcast. Father, I want to thank you for the privilege of reading your word with the people that have joined me this morning. And Lord, I pray that the truths of your word, the eternal truths, never out of date truths of your word will help us as we cope with this new normal life here in America. Lord, thank you for being a God who is communicative with us who enters into our lives personally. And Lord, we thank you in advance for the help and strength that you infuse into us as we communicate with you through your word. We love you, and we're so grateful for your presence in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for joining us for part of a Sunday service at Community Baptist Church. I hope to meet you soon. May God impress His love upon your heart this week.